Hello and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to continue talking about Holy Week. But first, a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is Don Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring to you the tastiest tacos made with the freshest of ingredients. Book them today. Go to dontacocatering.com to learn more. You can also follow them on Instagram at dontacomts. And now, to the show. Welcome back. Um, in the previous episode, we talked about quesadillas. Oh, one thing that we didn't discuss about Lenten food was, well, you still... No, we talked about Lord of the Rings. Two episodes oh, ago. Two episodes before. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry about that. Thank you for keeping me honest. That's okay. <laughs> Just start out. Oh, is it, yeah, we talked about Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah. for like 12 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> 13, but who's keeping count? It was a good show, uh, banter, show banter. But, uh, okay, so two episodes ago, we were talking about Lenten food. But um, we didn't talk about Lenten desserts, which, you know, in Mexico, if if you're Mexican, you probably have heard of... Um, Capirotada, um, which for those that don't know, capirotada is pretty much a bread pudding. But, you know, it's kind of like food as evangelization kind of thing. But they don't tell you this. It's like, Did anyone explain to you the, like, the, the religious meaning of capirotada when your mom was making it or your grandma no. was making it? Okay. No, I, I learned about it a couple of years ago when Carolina, my wife, made capirotada and she kind of like explained the, the meaning the of meaning it. of it yeah i never knew about it i was today years old when i found out the meaning of capirotada you were today years today old? years old because i'm literally reading the notes right now and i'm like really <laughs> so you found out about Wait, it right but now. you have eaten, literally right now you have eaten capirotada oh bro, every year i put it away <laughs> i love capirotada <laughs> it's my favorite yeah. but i never knew the meaning so of good. it okay so, a little bit of history. This is a 15th century Spanish dish um, that came to Mexico with the Spaniards, obviously. Good job, Spaniards. Good, Good job. job. Um, and it's, it's, like we said, it's a bread pudding uh, with, like, some syrup. And the basic ingredients would be bread, usually stale bread, um, mm -hmm. which was... Kind of like the spirit of Lent of like using leftovers to make meals out of mm -hmm. um, some sort of syrup made with um, molasses. In Mexico, we use this thing called um, piloncillo. piloncillo, which is a cone of molasses, basically. Very delicious. Um, some cloves, uh, cinnamon, and cheese. Cheese. Just like a weird ingredient. Diana so was weird. like, cheese? Really? Yeah. It makes no sense no at all. Sense. Well, but, but it's, so it's like it's started, like that episode on Friends where Joey's making that Christmas dessert. No, that he's it's, like it's, ladyfingers. It's Rachel. Meat. 
No, but oh yeah, yeah, right, Rachel. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, that, there's <laughs> like the two combinations of like the shepherd's pie and exactly. Yeah. It's like beef good, good. you know, lady beef fingers good. good. It's like yeah. that's what capirotada, and it's like not but, necessarily good on the eyes. It's not pretty to look at. At least not the one that my mom makes, but it's like the best taste ever. Honest question. Yeah. Can we have Capirotada while doing Exodus 90 on Ash Wednesday? Not on Ash Wednesday. You can have it on Good Friday. Yeah. Bro, my, my mom makes a feast. On well, I know. Ash That's Wednesday. the thing is like, I don't know why, because Ash Wednesday is like the, the day, day that you are. <laughs> Too fast. This yeah. is like thing my grandma would. Yeah, have, my like, mom too. My mom would make capirotada on on Ash Wednesday. That's so when she would start. My mom goes crazy. Mm -hmm. Nopal, nopales en chile, en chile rojo. Yeah, that's a classic. Tortas that's de like camarón. Standard, standard. Mm -hmm. Tortas oh. de camarón, dude. Yeah, for sure. Gosh. Ya me dio hambre. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some more coffee. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come up with a Barbatos recipe book. I know. Um, Lenten recipe book, is, which is not a bad idea. Anyways, capirotada, just to touch on um, the, the the main ingredients are going to be the bread, which is going to symbolize the body of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, the syrup, which is going to symbolize the, the blood of Jesus. Um, three cloves to represent the nails on the cross. Two cinnamon sticks to represent the wood of the cross. And the cheese, because why not? would be uh, the shroud mm -hmm. on him. There are some differentiations between preparations based on where you are in Mexico. Like in Monterrey, they put banana. Yeah, my mom put banana. Peanuts. Peanuts and uh, raisins. Raisins. Prunes. And, and uh, coconut, shredded coconut. Mm -hmm. We do shredded coconut. And then on top, they put grajea. Which is like sprinkles, mm -hmm. and then I like realized color sprinkles. Yeah, mm -hmm. but oh, that I'm is really a, to give yeah. you hope for Easter. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's very colorful. Yeah. Okay, um, that would look better on the one that I used to have because I think my mom would go a little above and beyond with like the piloncillo, mm -hmm. and everything would just be black. Oh, so yeah. that's why I said it doesn't. It doesn't it's not appealing. like it doesn't look appealing as a dish. Um. But it's just so flavorful because, again, banana's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bread, bread is good. Sure bread good. good. And she would, like, smother the bread in butter first. Oh, my goodness. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bomb, right? It's a, it's a calorie bomb um, that you have Definitely on Wednesday, the day that you should not have a calorie bomb. And we picked it up, but... Uh, and I really like Carolina's recipe because it it simplifies it to those ingredients that you just read, mm -hmm. which come to think of it, it really doesn't need everything else because that in itself, it is it's, that's enough. the essence. Yeah, that's the essence. And with with the one, maybe when I was little, I would tolerate it a lot more because I was a super sweet tooth. Not that I'm not right now, but I could eat it like all day long. Yeah, but right now it's a little too rich for me. So the one that my wife makes, it's a little bit more balanced, Muted. and it's still very flavorful and and sweet, but not enough. No me empalago, you know. I don't get like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't need like a half <laughs> a gallon of milk to to pass it pass it down. So it's it's a really really good recipe. We're also an ASMR channel on here in Barbados. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> 
<laughs> just relax as we talk about Good Friday. Uh, so yeah, in the previous episode, we touched on Palm Sunday, Spy Wednesday, and uh, Holy Thursday. So this is a continuation. So we wouldn't have like a super long episode. So we broke it down in two. Uh, you're welcome. Let's talk about Friday of the Passion of the Lord, a.k.a. Good Friday. Um, I think we kind of covered um, a lot of what happens on Good Friday because of the episode that we did on the Via Crucis, mm-hmm. um, which I think, if you haven't listened to it, is uh, episode six uh, as part of this Lenten series. But pretty much we are commemorating the um the passion of uh of the christ which happened on a friday um what we didn't cover though is um what other things we could do uh, on top of um praying with the stations of the cross or going to a representation of live live stations um Usually, after Stations of the Cross or Life Stations of the Cross, um, there would be a uh, can we call it a liturgy prayer service mm-hmm. or the veneration of the cross. Yes, um, which you know there's some still no Eucharist um, throughout uh, well, uh, Good Friday, but you go and you uh, venerate the cross um which we didn't get to do last year but uh you can do that as a family um where everybody goes and and takes turns of venerating the cross um but also just i remember this from being a kid that on good friday wherever you would be at 3 p.m in the afternoon you would just have a a moment of silence because of the time that um that Jesus died and if you think about it the the account of um of the passion it it took Jesus about like three hours to pass away mm-hmm. right um just thinking about that it's like maybe one of the things. To, to ponder during during Good Friday. Um, I don't know if, if, if at all possible. I don't know that for us it's very difficult to, um, well, not very difficult, but, you know, it's challenging to have the kids not watch TV during that day, have a very um, – what, what is the word that I want to um, – to look forward to have a, a day that is full of prayer and recollection, I think it would be um, the objective uh, on top of um, the fasting and just having the passion very present in, mm-hmm. in, in your mind um, throughout the day, and especially between the hours of noon and, and 3 p.m. That's kind of like the practice that we've started um, at, at the house. And like you said, it's easier when kids start i have older kids from the of the three of us i have the oldest kids 
um, this year will be a little different because mm-hmm. we have like the other kiddos that are younger, but the the premise of stopping everything that we usually do and really reflecting and living uh, Good Friday kind of like in silence almost as much as possible. So no TV and no secular music. We have some some background hymns. Uh, um, just more reflection than anything. Reflection. I think that's yeah. a very good thing to consider. Yeah. Just spending that day thinking about what Jesus did yeah. for us mm-hmm. by dying on the cross, you know? And then... Um, We went to the Rosary a couple of years back at that the diocese puts together in um, the pro-life Rosary, and that was really powerful, you know, because you're. I wasn't expecting to do like the Rosary, like the full Rosary, oh, like the three and the Son, yeah, mysteries, mm-hmm. and and again, it was, it was, we couldn't do it last year, obviously. Um, And then we let darkness get to the house so we don't turn on lights. Mm. So it's a couple of candles at night. We just try to simulate the fact that it was darkness. Um, so so we don't try not to turn lights as much as, I mean, a nightlight here and there to yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to get around. But um, And it's it's really powerful just to, not have that for just one day you know it's a very somber days. day yeah it is it's very super somber and it's it's a chance for you to just reflect on everything that happened mm-hmm. right so it's very somber i remember my mom would always tell us like on good friday she'd be like fíjate cómo está nublado todo el tiempo dude mm-hmm. my mom would be the same way no, and then sometimes it's like se vino las nubes se vienen las nubes You know, mm-hmm. el sol, and I'm like, mom, it's, it's, I can, I can yeah. see the sun. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's still like it's a very somber day. Where it is. It just, you just take time to reflect. And that expectation from like, you know, that, that Jesus was taken from the cross, like right before sundown, right? Because it was before the Sabbath and how he was prepared and put in the tomb. And then. You just wait. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's, it's it, that anxiety or anguish of the disciples of Jesus. Like, yeah. think about the apostles in the upper room. What were they thinking? Like, we are next. Scared yeah. out of their minds. Right? Can you imagine that? Yeah. What did I get myself into? Like, they're going to find us and they're going to do the same thing. I mean, eventually they did the same. They were all martyred except for John. But um, that that thought of, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a drama. So it's just like a movie, right? Mm-hmm. When things are like super, all the odds are against the, the not to say that the, Passion of the Christ is a movie, but, you know, it is a movie. But you know what I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. reality. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get this this time to just, like, dwell on that. 
I think so the not to be masochist or or something like that, but to like have like a deeper Easter joy, you know, mm -hmm. because we know that from that sundown on Friday until um, Easter Sunday, we are like kind of in this, I mean, of obviously things are happening. God is moving and Jesus is doing all these things, going to um, Gehenna and bringing all of the souls of the righteous mm -hmm. people that live there. It's celebration already because they're all going to, to heaven because he opens the gates of heaven uh, during this time. But um, I think it, it the the all of the the cool things like the first time that I was able to live a um, uh, a vigil mass for um, for Holy Week was in Monterrey because Otto invited me to his home parish to do that, and it was the first time that I experienced um, the the rite of the new fire. Mm -hmm. Have you have you been part of that? Yeah, that's like so cool to see when you're like, we're starting mass outside by creating this gigantic fire, mm -hmm. and then um, we turn on the the Paschal candle for the year and process into the um, the church that is completely dark. So it's called the rite of the Lucernarium or the um, Exultet, um, which um, you take candles. The, the The congregation takes candles, and they are all lighting uh, their their lights from the Paschal candle, mm -hmm. symbolizing the light of Christ. That you're essentially passing the light, yes, around till the whole congregation has. And you have like this church that was dark, but then you have all these candles that are going into, I don't know, it's just like a really beautiful image of how like the light dispels the darkness, you know? You know, and my first experience was obviously when I went to an Easter Vigil Mass, but growing up like uh, that's that wasn't the case that wasn't my experience so um i lived like two and a half years in jerez zacatecas where we're from dude holy saturday there is completely different okay and not in a good way <laughs> do tell so they call it sabado de gloria uh -huh. and dude it's it's like a huge party like really dude quien es gloria <laughs> Mister Gloria, um, Sábado de Gloria. So everyone is todos están a caballos. Everyone's oh, drinking beer. That's right. Hay bandas por las calles. Everyone's dancing, getting lit. It's like a festival. It's a huge festival. Bandas from all over Mexico, like in Jerez, it's huge, man. Like people from all over Mexico go to Jerez just for this. So it's wow. not religious then. It's, so it's it was supposed a, to be like my grandma hates it, bro. Like mm -hmm. my grandma's like this, just this little tiny woman who will kick your ass if you don't go to if you don't go to mass. Like she's a super devout woman. <laughs> she hates mm -hmm. Salvador de Gloria. Yeah, I bet because it's no, there's no reverence. Correct. So when I was growing up in in, in in Jerez, when I lived there, 
you know, it's oh, Salvador de Gloria. Heck yeah, it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when I started party. getting, into, yeah, when I was when I started getting into my faith, and I saw the significance of Holy Thursday and then going to Easter Vigil Mass, mm-hmm. I would think like, why? Like, why did we do that? Mm-hmm. Last year, obviously, there was no Sábado de Gloria because of of the pandemic, and. After every year, you know, they release this DVD or YouTube videos and like you just see the craziness. Last year, it was like the streets were completely empty. Good. Eggs, yeah. <laughs> and then what they do, they make piñatas de Judas. Oh, they burn they, them. Yeah, they burn them. And then they like, los, and then they bring them down. They drag them across the street. Dude, it's insane, bro. Wow. I'll post like a video or two on the show notes so people mm-hmm. can see how, how yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Dude. But there's no reverence though, mm-hmm. and I've always now I have a like a, a big problem with it. I know it's it's you know where we're from and everything, but where you're from, <laughs> well, yeah, kidding. where I'm from, like I don't know, it just doesn't really sit well with me. Uh, where you know uh. it's you know it's holy holy Saturday. You're supposed to we're waiting, you we're know, waiting. we're waiting for the Lord to come back, and it's still a reflection. By the time he comes day. back, we're going to be drunk, premature celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. super premature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming back a little bit to the mm-hmm. passion of the Lord. Did you guys ever do the seven words of Jesus? No, but I'm glad that you brought it up. That was something that was like a must when when we did like the Pascua Juvenil, the youth Easter. I don't know how to translate that. Anyway, um, it's the seven last words that Jesus said mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he was on the cross. And we used to do that after veneration of the cross. Mm. So I, I wondered if you guys were. So I know that one is I thirst. So the first one is Father, forgive them for, for they, they do no. not know what they do. Okay. Second one is truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. To the good... Uh, thief to the good thief jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom Mm -hmm. third word is jesus said to his mother woman this is your son then he said to the disciple this is your mother fourth word my god my god why have you forsaken me Ooh. fifth word i thirst thank you there you go the sixth word when jesus had received the wine he said it is finished and bow his head and handed over the spirit and the seven worth, uh, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. So yeah, this was the last um, liturgy that we did before we came back for Vigil Mass. And then when, when that ended, there was like silence, complete silence in the whole mm. church and people didn't say goodbye or anything it was just like that's it people knew that it was full silence until they came back for vigil mass um, on saturday on saturday mm-hmm. you know another thing that we didn't mention that um that you can start on good friday is um, the novena to divine mercy yes um not a lot of people know but um the sunday after Easter Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. Um, so if you want to do a novena of chaplets to the Divine Mercy, you would start on Good Friday mm-hmm. and then finish by um, 
the Saturday, the vigil of Divine Mercy Sunday. So another um, devotion that you can start this year if you haven't done it. It's it's really good. Um, praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet takes you ten minutes tops. Mm-hmm. Um, just putting it out there for those uh, who might want to do that. Go call on the um, yeah seven words. The seven words. There's a a book by Fulton Sheen. I don't know if you've heard of it called Victory Over Vice. Mm-hmm. And he um, talks about the the seven deadly sins and how the seven oh, last yeah. words from the cross like overcomes those. Really? Oh, wow. How it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful read. It's a short read too. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. But there's so much good. Wait, so it. what is it then? Do you remember? Um Oh, it up, but okay. I read it a long time Sorry, ago. Sorry, I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, victory over vice. Um, I you know I'm, I'm probably gonna read it. Yeah, that would be Lent good because mm-hmm. it'll definitely come in handy. But I recommend that book. Okay. Um, anything else that I'm missing on Holy Saturday? I was talking about the new fire, the Paschal candle. We sing Lumen Christi. Mm-hmm is pretty cool um so, yeah and it, it, i going to i feel like when again we have very young children but i feel like going to the uh the vigil mass is like it's super long but so worth it like you're you're mm-hmm. happy tired at the end it's so beautiful um the fact that the catechumens get yes. baptized oh yeah, we lived that for the first time here at St. Joan. It was amazing to live it and and to be part of their coming in to the church. Mm-hmm. And the way the choir just sings every time they dunk somebody in. It's oh my so gosh, cool. it was like a three-hour mass, and it went by so quick. I I had the opportunity to be part of the choir at St. Joan of Arc maybe 2012 um and we sang in the um the vigil mass and i think there was maybe like a dozen catechumens getting baptized and if you haven't been to saint joan of arc to the right of the um altar there is a huge baptism font where people can be dunked in their entirety so they are like it's a pool. It's a pool, basically. Uh, it's like a jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a holy jacuzzi. It's a holy spa. Um, <laughs> hashtag holy spa. Hashtag holy spa. So uh, Brita, who at the time was uh, the musical director at St. Joan of Arc, we were very tired <laughs> by the fifth or because, you know, you're like singing all of these hymns. And you've like, been doing it for a couple of days. Yes, mm-hmm. that too. So she would be like, smile whenever you're singing the Alleluia. They're getting baptized. It's like their big moment. They're getting into the church. And it's like, yeah, but my throat hurts. You know? <laughs> so just do it for the catechumens. Pray for the catechumens that yes. are coming into the church. Dude, and then sometimes when they get dunked and they're walking out. Oh, they slip. Do they slip? Yeah, I, I think now they put like little placemats. And when they're yeah. walking down, they don't mm-hmm. slip. But before that... Oh, it Ooh. happened a few times. Well, they Santo just... madrazo que se ponía. 
<laughs> exactly. It's it's like you try not to laugh, but come on, yeah, man, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, mean, I <laughs> shot him for you. Yep. I have a quick story about um the Go new fire. It. Go for it. So when we used to do Pascal Juvenil, um, I mentioned in a previous episode how our church was like on the top of a hill. Uh-huh. Cristo Rey. Cristo Rey. Shout out to Cristo Rey again. And um, I'll probably put a photo on the show notes so people can like visualize this story. At the at the edge, there's like the the church bell that that's something I miss, by the way. The way that people were called to mass. Mm-hmm. And so we have the the church bell and right next to the bell there was this like there's this huge cross that would i don't know maybe like pretty bad but at measuring 30 40 big. feet big okay. it's a big 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 cross and it would it lights up at night so you can see it from like off really far away yeah, i feel like that's a thing in most mexican churches mm-hmm. yeah now i see it and i'm like but <laughs> but anyway it was it was the year when the olympics um i think they were in atlanta if i'm not mistaken anyway you'll remember that they lit the torch with like an arrow that was barcelona barcelona all right thank you so much so they lit the the torch 82. with an arrow that was not 82 though yeah barcelona, no it 82. wasn't 92 yeah because i was like in youth group oh so anyway we thought it would be a good idea to do something like that, <laughs> but I love where none, this is none, going. none of us are none of us are archers by any stretch. <laughs> so what we ended up doing is that we climbed all the way up to the top of the cross, and we and we put together a bunch of like string mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we could let go like on a washer or something like a little piece of cloth with some type of fluid, uh-huh. lighting fluid. So it would come down and like touch the thing. Like dramatically touch the the bonfire that we started uh-huh. where the priest would get the new fire from. Totally messed up, right? Because it didn't work. <laughs> the the string was way too long. So we had to make like different knots and whatever to put like several pieces of string together. So this thing was just like and then the wind picked up. So the, <laughs> the little ball of fire would just keep going off and people were just staring at it. It was so embarrassing. Was this your idea? No, no. I, I cannot take credit for that idea. I was only frantically trying to make it happen and help everybody out. But anyway, at the end of the night, we got it lit and it was pretty, it was lit. special. It was lit, lit. Empezaron a chiflar. Um, they started slow clapping, like, <laughs> like, like encouraging us. Yeah, like encouraging us. It's like, si you can do se it. Puede. <laughs> si se puede. Si se pudo. <laughs> oh my God, this so, is so ridiculous. I know. I mean, but, it, but it's good. Yeah. Um, okay, vigil, uh, Easter vigil. You're happy, tired after that, and um, you know if, if, if you are single, you can probably do Easter Vigil. We cannot do that because kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we most likely dress in our Connecticut casual um, uh, and go to Easter Sunday Mass. Uh, you know, in the morning, 
Do you do uh, Connecticut Casual? Every time I hear Connecticut Casual, I just think of Andy Bernard from The Office. Yeah, totally. It's exactly who I think of. You can tell that this is the third episode that we're recording in the same name because the hilarity levels. It's pretty late. No, but to answer your question, I I don't think I've ever dressed in Connecticut Casual. I just do like your typical like suit and tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, suit and tie, like Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. I do a little bit. You know, I try it's to like stay Easter to fashion. Easter colors. Um, sports jacket, tie, nice shoes. Yeah. So, did, did your mom ever want you to like use new clothes for mm-hmm. Easter? Yeah. Maybe like I think it's like a Mexican mom thing. Yeah, I think for mm-hmm. us, we went to Vigil Mass. Um, and since I was like, again, in the youth group, I would never dress up because we were always doing fun activities like the one I just mentioned. <laughs> so um, You didn't start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're tying it back. Um, but um, on, on Easter Sunday, we would actually not go to Mass. That's when we went like, Family picnic and oh, whatnot. Yeah. So, did you do Easter egg hunt? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mexico, we it was like a few years that uh, we celebrated with um, some of my dad's cousins that used to live in between Far Texas and Reynosa Tamaulipas. So we would go to their to their uh, ranch close to Reynosa. And um, one of my uncles, one of my dad's cousin, was married to a, uh, is still married to a lady who's Mexican-American. Um, so she would bring to the table all of these things that I was like, oh my goodness, this is so great. Because they would do Easter egg hunts and um, she would bring all of these things from Target to the ranch, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like, a 10-year-old from Monterrey and you don't know Target. It's like, why everything is like shiny and colorful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you could find like dollar bills inside of the oh. Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And when you find dollars and spend pesos, that's a lot of money. Yeah, um, You're basically a rich boy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, so, so that was like my first introduction to like... Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups in shape of... Uh, that's the first time you've had them? Yeah. Or that's the first time you ever had them? Or, oh, I saw them, you know? Um, so before was, that, you just tried them, but you have never seen them? No, dude. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> it sounds weird, but uh, but all these, all this candy, right? That Like in a sugar brush on Easter Sunday. <clears throat> um, which, like, you know why... The Easter Bunny? Somebody, oh man, somebody had said it, but there's this, I don't know, I don't really, I don't remember the significance of why they do the Easter Bunny, but there's there's a comedian, I don't know who said it. It was Robin Williams that had a bid that says like, we went from like, Jesus died on the cross to um, the Easter Bunny, and it's like, bunnies don't lay eggs. <laughs> it was yeah, they're mammals. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know how that how did this happened. No, it, it was another one where they're like 
They're like, dude, did you hear Jesus came back from the dead? <gasps> Hide the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that one. <laughs> Hide the eggs. <laughs> Hide him. He's back. From now on, eggs come from bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find that now. Uh, <laughs> but yes, a lot of celebration. A lot of <laughs> laughter. Just now, Gustavo is just losing it over there. <laughs> <laughs> Hide the eggs. Hide the eggs. Um, do you do um, do you do Easter baskets with your kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try to do that, um, but mostly like books. Yeah, same. And do you like peeps? Dude, I hate peeps. I hate peeps, too. I cannot. Yeah, same. We decorated a cake with peeps, um, an Easter Easter dessert. I don't think it was a cake. Anyway, it was a Easter thing that we did. Um, and the only thing that was left were the peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes the peeps. No one. I mean, my kids like can half a half of it, which it, I'm glad. Uh huh. But no, I just say the word peeps, and my teeth hurt. I don't know why we <laughs> keep trying. I know, and they're, I mean, you, they sell like billions of these things. Right. And I think they just end up in the trash because no one eat, no one in the right mind eats peeps. It's like candy corn. It's like the same candy corn has been circulating year after year. Exactly. It's the worst piece of candy. Well, Deanna loves those. Maybe she's the only one that eats that candy. But anyways, um, Easter Sunday traditions. So dressing up for mass, going to to Easter uh, Sunday Mass in the morning. Um, and I think that's like very fitting to have as much capirotada as you, as mm-hmm. you want. Um, to feast. To feast. The total yeah, feast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, of this celebration, right? Uh, he is risen. The, the tomb is empty. Mm-hmm. There is victory over death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? So, um, how we had this expect, uh, expectation um, from uh, Good Friday into Holy Saturday, into the vigil, into Easter Sunday, just to um, to make that joy uh, that big, you know, that 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 shook the earth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at the time that, that Jesus died, uh, and then. Just imagining Mary Magdalene going to to the tomb and having the, uh, the seeing the the stone rolled away, and and this very sad moment is like they have taken my master away and I don't know where they have put him, and the angels like go and tell him that he's alive, he rose from the dead, and, and just going to to the disciples and and. Spoiler alert, we get Pentecost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like this this very happy ending that we know that is is going to um, to happen. But still, every year we commemorate that um, and, and we await for the second coming of the Christ. Um, would you say that the your... Easter enjoyment is directly proportional to your Lenten suffering. I would say it is. 
it's not to more, say that it's correlated. Yeah, right. It definitely has to be more, right? I mean, yeah, forty days of Lent, and then we get forty days of Easter. Yeah, and but that first day is just like it's just pure joy. You know, it's just um, it feels like a long way, forty days, right? Of not or doing something, not doing something rather. Um, if you give something up, but just walking with Jesus through those 40 days and then in a very small way, you know, going through the passion. And then on Easter Sunday, the, the, the happiness of, of him rising again in our hearts. It's, it's similar to Christmas, right? I mean, he's born in our hearts every mm -hmm, year. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I would say that it's, 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 it exceeds the, the preparation. Not, not, not what I want to say. It exceeds your, your, to yeah, your point. Yeah, not, not that it's um, the, the more suffering that you put, the more joy that you Correct. get out. Yeah. Uh, all right. We used to do carne asada. When I was a kid, that's what we used to do, like for picnic Easter Sunday. For Easter Sunday, my mom would always be like, because we wouldn't have carne asada is like a big thing for my family, mm -hmm. and <laughs> and and we wouldn't have it all through Lent. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Easter Sunday, toda la carne al asador. That's literally, where, that's where that yeah, literally, <laughs> that's where that expression comes from, right? All the beef on the on the grill. And and that's what we would do. We would go to the park or whatever and just spend all day at the park hmm. as a family. That's awesome. Yeah. What did your family do for Easter? It was, I mean, it was always family. Mm -hmm. It was always family time. Yeah, I think um, Especially, I feel like in Mexican culture, I mean, yeah. we've all, we all grew up with it, but it's, yeah, it's a time for family. It's a time to, to rejoice. I don't think I ever remember, you know, as a kid, Easter Sunday, you know, like, oh, you know, the Lord is, is risen. It was more like, ah, it's Easter. Let's have a carne asada. Mm -hmm. That was kind of my experience. Um, but after, um, when I was practicing my faith and like, I, you know, you just, mm -hmm. the celebration of Easter, like, it is like truly rejoicing yeah. in the Lord, like. You knew what was going to happen. You knew that he was going to die on, on Good Friday. You knew that we were going to be waiting. But on Sunday, he's going to, like, he's going to come back. He's, mm -hmm. he's going he's gonna to keep true to his word. Um, so it's, it's, it's beautiful to just rejoice with the whole church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was always just family. You know, it's, and, and to this day, you know, we do the, now that we have a, we have our girls, you know, we, we try to do like the Easter basket and, mm -hmm. and the eggs, but primarily it's spending time with family. Yeah. That's what we did last year. Yeah. You know, it was just, and, and then previous years, um, because we started, um, spending more holidays with, uh, as a family and then not, not with our extended family. That's what I'm saying. Like your nuclear, yeah, our, my nuclear, our nuclear family. And then last year, I obviously because of the pandemic. But we just spent like all day out in the yard, just throwing the ball around, playing different games, like dancing with the kids and 
it was, and it's like pure enjoyment. And then obviously the food, right? I mean, your ham or whatever we end up cooking that, mm -hmm, that year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think last year we had ham and potato salad and stuff like that and desserts and all the bells and whistles that go with it. Um, and yeah, it's just like so much fun and so much happiness that, that day. Yeah. Keep it in the family. <laughs> if you go to the, the Easter vigil, let us know how it goes. Um, if you dress Connecticut casual for Easter Sunday mass, send us your pictures. Yeah, send us a pic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll most likely post some pictures of our families celebrating Easter. Um, so wait for those on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to keep the conversation going. Um, we want to wish you a very happy Easter. Uh, we hope that this episode um, has helped you uh, prepare a little bit better for Lent. This is the last episode of our Lenten series. Uh, so we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just give it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you will find the show notes for this episode and many more things. And we are closing, uh, asking for the intercession of our patron saint, Blessed Silence Casey. Pray, Pray for us. us. Until the next time.